batch made in heaven. Come have a taste of Wisconsin. Welcome to Delicious. You're listening to The Drive with Jack Everett. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. SpotlightMediaStudios.com This is Joe Schmidt of the Detroit Lions. Our fight song, Lions Gridiron Hero. <laughs> Welcome back. It is The Drive with Jack, the Spotlight Radio Network. Doug, we're hearing that song a little more often this year. There were some years where we didn't get to hear that very much. Want to welcome in. Do we have Mike with us? I think we do, right? Yeah, he's on. All right. Let's bring in Mike O'Hara uh, of DetroitLions.com, formerly of the Detroit News. We're not going to tell you for how long. But we want to welcome in to talk about uh, the improved and improving Lions getting ready for this game against Jacksonville. Mike, we just had uh, Dan Miller on about an hour ago. Are you surprised that the Jaguars are a slight favorite in this game? Well, first of all, can I agree with everything that Dan said and say goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> it would make make a lot of sense, but no, you can't do that. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I thought the way the Lions have played and being at home that they'd be, eh, you know, two or three point favorite, but uh, not so. Well, he opened up as a favorite by a point to a point and a half, and now it's, it's switched the other way. And I'm not, I mean, I don't see any reason for it. In other words, he hasn't been, you know, like a uh, a key injury or something like that. It just uh, that's the way the that's the way the betting action goes, and. No Vegas reacts accordingly. So am I surprised? Yeah, a little bit, but I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it means anything. When uh, the Bills won last night in Foxborough, did you think, uh, you know, the Lions really played a pretty good game against Buffalo on Thanksgiving? Or did you think that, wow, that loss to the Patriots, that no-show, looks a little worse? No, the thing I thought about that is what the same thing I thought after the Thanksgiving Day game, and really that the Lions had a great chance there, yeah. and would have really changed really changed where they stand in the standings right now. There's a big, big difference between five and six and four and seven. It just it is. It's, it's uh, and and you know it puts the Lions in a much tougher spot to make the uh, playoffs as a wild card. They're not going to make it as division champs. Yeah, nobody's going to overtake you know uh, the Vikings, but but that's the but that's what I thought after the game. That's what I think right now. Same thing. Big difference. How many games do you think it's going to take to make the playoffs uh, as a wild card in the NFC? Now they've got 17 games. Some people are still stuck on 16 in their minds. But uh, do you think 10 would do it? I think 10 would do it. I don't. There are so many teams kind of lumped together that somebody gets hot and you start knocking. You know, knocking each other off, there could be two or three teams in there that they might have nine wins and, and come down to a tiebreaker, or the tiebreaker might be that somebody's ten and six. And obviously, for the Lions to do that, they've got to win out, win all six games. And I mean, the odds are against them. Doesn't mean they can't. But mm-hmm. look, I remember I think it was what 1996. The Lions got absolutely splattered by the Atlanta Falcons down in Atlanta in the locker room after the game. 
the then owner, the late William Clay Ford, said if the Lions didn't make the playoffs, he was going to fire Wayne Fonts. The Lions were three and six at the time. They won seven straight games, made the playoffs. <laughs> well, players love playing for Wayne too. Yeah, he should have said that earlier. By the way, that was 1995, not 1996. 95. That's right. That was a that was a very good team, Scott Mitchell. Yes, it was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They played very very poorly for nine games. They really did. Well, you know, uh, Bill was a little late with that uh, proclamation. Should have just delivered that at the beginning of the season. Uh, when you think about this team now and, and getting healthy, when do you think we'll see Jamison Williams? Well, I've thought all along that uh, it, it could be today. I think, not today, this week. It could. It, more likely it's next week. Uh, one of the sort of the telling factors was that he worked on the scout team this week. You'd want your, you know, you want your players to, to, you know, work on the, you know, with the regular team, and right. I, I, apparently he didn't do that. So, I don't know this for sure. I, I kind of thought all along that he would, that he would play some this week. Now, to me, it looks like it's going to be next week. At least it'll be at home, though. I think really, uh, he should make his debut at Ford Field. Jeff Akuda, back uh, in back, uniform. Yeah. yeah. Look, there are a lot of good players who didn't didn't play last week who are back. You know, you know yeah. Josh Paschal, you know second round draft pick, you know, really showed some good things and hasn't played a lot. But when he's been in there, he's been a you know, he's made a difference. I think in there, uh, Josh Reynolds, wide receiver, he's back. Uh, uh, Jonah Jackson, uh, Pro Bowl left guard, he's back. So they're, mm-hmm. they've got some guys you know, guys coming back, and they're not just guys; those are quality players. For the Lions and the Jaguars to be where they are, and the Lions to be on the periphery of playoff talk, uh, would be a surprise to some people who maybe remember the NFL draft and these teams were picking one and two. Yeah, absolutely. And and they really went for the same type of player, you know, what they hope to be a game-changing pass rusher. I don't know if it's worked out exactly the way the to date the way it's uh, you know that the Jacksonville want it to work out you know with Trayvon Edwards he's got what two and a half sacks three sacks you know that's not you know he really started strong and and uh, hasn't done an awful lot since then I think to date they think the Lions got the better of the better of the deal I think yeah. you know Aiden Hutchinson is look he's made more plays it's that simple he has more interceptions than a lot of defensive backs. Right. Yeah, he's got yeah two interceptions. Yeah, and he's got what five and a half sacks. He's, he's made some plays. He's been, you know, not all the time, not down for down. You know, he's not, you know, he's not, you know, all pro yet or anything like that. But he's he's made a difference. Yeah. What does he have to do? What's the biggest thing he needs to do? And when we talked uh, during training camp and hard knocks, and you know, there are moments where he he looks great, and there are other times when he does not. What's the biggest thing he needs to do? Uh, be consistently good, and that, that'll come with experience. Uh, I'm assuming it'll come. And when if it does and when it does, it'll come with experience. You know, I, I think I said this on your show a couple months ago when we talked about uh, talk about Aiden Hutchinson, and I had just mm-hmm. done an interview with uh, Todd Wash, the defensive line coach, formerly the defensive coordinator, by the way, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Wash made a good point that you know, I sort of thought about it. It was not something that was really hammered into my brain, though. He says, but look, the, the, the challenge for, for young pass rushers going from, the national, from, from college football to the National Football League is that 
their last year or two in, in college, they'll play against guys who are probably you know, college sophomores, college juniors, sometimes college freshmen. They're playing against guys who are, you know, in their last year in college, they're playing against guys who are 18 or 19 years old. They get to the National Football League, and, you know, and, and the offensive linemen that they're facing are, you know, some in some cases, you know, three or four-year all pros, or, you know, some have played 10 years, some have been starting for eight years. And he says, once you know, once you've got a good offensive tackle in the National Football League, he doesn't go anywhere. He finishes his right. career there. And right. so I think I think that's that's the reality of the of, of the of the change from college to pro. And I think you're seeing that uh, Hutchinson is starting to adapt to that. I don't think starting just now either. I think he has been, you know, for the last three, four, or five weeks, and you can see it in his play. All right, Mike, uh, you can only have one of these guys, uh, b- but as the president of the uh, O'Hara's, uh, are you taking Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Wow. I'm going to take John, taking Trevor Lawrence because he's, He's more NFL ready. He's showing that he's more NFL ready to play. And I want you have I want some production to now. He yeah. just told me the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, look, I think that uh, I think that Justin Fields is just a terrific athlete, but I don't know how long how long that lasts. For one thing, you know, he's he's taken an awful lot of hits. He got hurt last year. He got hurt this year. And when you take that away from him, is he the same player? I, I haven't seen him. You know, throw from the pocket effectively a lot. Now, I, I don't, right. and I'll do respect. I don't sit and st- study the Chicago Bears, you know, except for the two weeks when they play the Detroit Lions, or if they happen to be on on television. Right. But I don't see him throwing effectively, or haven't seen yet him throwing effectively from uh, from the pocket. Now, I think he got a, I think he got a tough deal in Chicago. Number one, I think they kind of drafted him and traded up to get him just to get the fans off their back. I really yeah. believe that. And and I think they handled him that way too. I think they played him before he was ready to play. And really, but I think that damaged him to a degree. I don't think it ruined his career, but I think it set him back. And and look, there's a team. What are they now? Three and nine, something like that. Three and eight hasn't helped they're them. Right behind the Lions. Yeah, right. And they're 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 in last place in in the NFC North. Yeah, and uh, receiving core not great. They made a trade, trade a second rounder to get Chase Claypool. Uh, Notre Damer uh, from right. the Steelers, but the Bears have an interesting approach. It's either going to be a big success or it's going to go right in the toilet. And uh, they traded away some very good defensive players, stockpiling picks. What's the plan here? What are they going to do? Try to surround uh, Justin Fields with uh, lots of draft picks? I assume that they're going to build around him for the foreseeable future. Well, certainly. Oh, yeah. That, then look, there's no. I don't think there's any all any hint at all that they're ready to give up on him or anything like that. I mean, really, when you watch him play on offense, between him and and, and Colt Komet, the uh, the uh, tight end, that's all they got. Yeah, yeah. Really, basically, that's that's basically all yeah. they got. Maybe a running back, you know, chip in a little bit, but that's 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 their offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't think they're at all. At least they shouldn't be, and I I, mean, I don't think they are at all ready to call it quits with, with him at all. I mean, not even close. If you were buying stock in teams <laughs> in the NFC North, would you rather invest in the Bears or the Packers moving forward? The Bears or the Packers? 
Aaron Rodgers I, is not getting any younger. Well, neither am I. I want to win now, too. <laughs> uh, can I sell after a year, or do I have to hang on? We're talking about, you know, you're, you've just taken over this franchise here. What do you want to do? Taken over the franchise. I'll take down. I'll, I'll stick with the Packers. The I think the Packers, the Packers have you know, another three years or so with, with Aaron Rodgers. If he oh. wants to stay there, they got... They really do have a pretty strong roster, but they've got some injuries. Guys have gotten hurt. They got, you know, two good running backs. They really do. I think their wide receivers are developing. Uh, Rashawn Gary was really having a good season till he got hurt. So I know I would take the, uh, I would take the Green Bay Packers. They have guys on that team who have won and know how to win. Would you take uh, the Packers or the Detroit Lions? I'll take the I think Detroit. We may Lions. have stumped him, Doug. It's the first time that Michael Hare has ever been speechless. <laughs> you ought to be able to sell this to some people who should last longer. Um, I'll take the Detroit. I'll take the Detroit Lions. I'll take the Detroit Lions. I think they've got a core of young players, first, second, and third-year players. What I think they went into this season with one player thirty years old or older, and I think you're seeing those young guys. You have seen those young guys make plays. Do they make mistakes? Absolutely. Even veterans make mistakes, but. These are young athletic players who I think really know how to play the game and want to play the game. And so, no, I would take I would take the Detroit Lions. Okay. And standings aside. By the way, again, by the way, we're four we're four and seven. They're four and eight. So I'm already right. ahead of the game. Oh, you you got them. You got them. I'm ready to cash in now. Well, let me talk about a comparison where the Lions would not have an advantage that way. Uh, standings say that Minnesota is light years ahead of the rest of the division, but moving forward. If you could have the Vikings personnel or the Lions, which group would you take? Absolutely, the Detroit Lions, and here's why. Okay. I like the, you know, you, look, I like that record of the Minnesota Vikings, but there's something like plus three or plus four, plus five in yeah. points differential. Yeah. yeah. They're, not, they're not blowing anybody off, you know, off the face of the earth at all. Not no. at all. No. And so, no, I don't. Uh, they've won close games, and they've been blown out a time or two. Right, right, right. Uh, look, I'll take the 9-2, and two, all right? Believe me. If you watched Minnesota against Dallas, you'd have a very hard time believing that they have the record they do. Right. If, if I'm the Minnesota Vikings, the thing I think to myself is, God, I hope, we get, I, hope, I hope we get a bye, we get to the second round. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, quarterbacks in the yeah. NFC North. <laughs> you have a, an aging, uh, maybe somewhat brittle now, Aaron Rodgers took himself out of the game the last time. The, you know, thought maybe he had even a, a punctured lung. Uh, certainly hasn't been himself this year. Justin Fields learning how to play the position, but uh, it's a work in progress. Uh, you've got Jared Goff and... You know, fans keep trying to replace him, but he's doing a pretty good job. And you have Kirk Cousins, and, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good record, but uh, there are a lot of Kirk Cousins doubters and deniers. Can you rank the four quarterbacks in the NFC North? Well, I think just for this, well, look, obviously it's Aaron Rodgers number one. If you want to just take the whole career and all that, even what, what he might think he should be able to do next year if he's, yeah. if he's fully healthy. Let's just talk about next year. Next year. next year, I'd take Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And then after that, I just, you know, I I, I think I would stick with uh, 
I think I would stick with, with Jared Goff. You know, I did something for DetroitLions.com on Tuesday. It's called What We Learned. And if you look at it, and I, I just, just focused just entirely on the veteran quarterbacks, because I don't think it's fair to Justin Field. Justin Fields, to, to compare him with these guys right now, he's only played, mm-hmm. what, like 15 games or something like that? Right. But if you look at what they've done this year, it's, it's a coin flip for all three. 17 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, I think, for, uh, I think it is for, uh, this off the top of my head, for Jared Goff. 19 mm-hmm. touchdowns, nine, nine interceptions for, for Cousins. And I think it's 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions for, for, uh, for uh, Aaron Rodgers. But all just you can put, put a you can put a sombrero over them, and that and 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 not get a difference. Hey Doug, are you there? I don't yeah. Know if we're on the phone yeah. or not? Uh, I want to get your take on this too. You got a choice. Uh, who do you want to win a big game? Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? Uh, this year it's Cousins. I think Cousins turned the corner with O'Connell. Um, we've seen Jared Goff. Make enough mistakes uh, to. Uh, I would have to take Cousins, Jack. Uh, those two. Yeah, especially if it's not a night game, right? <laughs> Seems like yeah. he's, uh, he's a great one o'clock quarterback. Uh, maybe that's uh, people talked about that in terms of the postseason as well. Uh, Mike, moving forward uh, for the Lions, is there a game the rest of the way where you look at it and you say, if they can win that one? then they got a chance to do it. But that's a game that they really need to win. Well, let's just assume, okay, that, that uh, home field advantage holds for the Lions, and they've done a better job with it this year than they have in recent years. Okay, That's been one of their issues with me that I keep harping on, one of two. They don't win in the NFC North. They're doing okay now. They don't, they don't protect home field advantage. They're doing okay now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to assume, all right, and you know what assume is what it makes out of you and me, but um, <laughs> right. But uh, I'm assuming that they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm assuming that they come back and beat the Minnesota Vikings because I don't think the Vikings are are any great team. I think they're good and they deserve their one loss record of nine and two. I think the game that uh, that they have to win then would be against the New York Jets, who have just a terrific defense. They really do right. one of the best in the National Football League. If you can get through that, then I think you're sailing pretty good the rest of the way until you get to Green Bay uh, game uh, week, week 18, game 17, and the final game of the season. But to get there under my scenario, and, and believe me, I haven't, had a, I haven't had a chance to you know, go through this because you just sprung it on me just now, which <laughs> I will hate you forever for, but that's yeah, okay. You're welcome. <laughs> but I, I think if it works out that way, I think the New York Jets game, Will be the game that determines okay. if it's if it's if it's playoffs or not. The New York Jets prove positive that drafting a quarterback number two is no guarantee of success for your franchise or for him. Uh, he's now standing on the sidelines watching Mike White, I believe. Right? Well, you can say the same thing about the San Francisco 49ers, too. Drafting exactly. one foot number three. Why do and I think a- that the 49ers? are going to be in the NFC championship game. I can't disagree with you, you know, that uh, they don't have like those, you know, 15 and 1 or what what it is now, 16 and 1 or 15 and 2 or 14 and 3 seasons. Yeah. But boy, when they get to the playoffs, they're, they're awfully tough to beat. 
How many teams from the NFC could you see playing in the Super Bowl? Philadelphia? Philadelphia Dallas. would be one. Dallas would be one. Yeah, Dallas. 49ers. 49ers. Not Minnesota. I can't see it for Minnesota, no. I mean, look, it's, they would have to have the bye, which I don't think they're going to get. But, no, not the, not the Vikings. And what about the AFC? Buffalo, right? Kansas Buffalo, City. yep. Uh, so Kansas else City. besides uh, Chiefs and the Bills? Dolphins? Possible. I would I would say it would be in order. It would be the Chiefs. Uh, be the Chiefs and nobody else. I think the Chiefs are just too good. I really do. <laughs> okay, so you got the Chiefs versus one of those three teams uh, from the NFC meeting in in the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, you're you're not sold on the Bills, right? Didn't didn't Buffalo go into Kansas City and win? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I, I like Kansas City. I really do. I don't. I think yeah. it, it just looks like the like the Bills have just kind of flattened out a little bit, and I don't think the quarterback is 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 completely healthy or even close to it. Just not not quite the same player right now. Well, he runs with reckless abandon, and, and I was just talking to Dan about this that I don't think running quarterbacks are that much more susceptible to injury because they slide and they're protected and. Guys in the pocket seems to take these weird hits. But Josh Allen doesn't use any of those protections, and he's like helicoptering, whirling through the air, uh, trying to get an extra foot. Uh, it's, uh, looked like John Elway in the Super Bowl last night. Yeah. I, I, I sort of agree with that. I think some kind of quarterback has to realize that they, or a, a player that there's really no difference between second and ten and second and nine. There really isn't. You don't have to claw and scratch for another yard sometimes, or you know, second and one and second and two or whatever. Sometimes there's no real difference. It's better to, to, to give up the extra yard. You know, it's funny. We were talking about Aiden Hutchinson a little bit earlier, Mike, and I think back to last October 29th, and uh, Michigan and Michigan State met in Spartan Stadium. And there's a very good chance from that game, uh, not only did you have a lot of individual collegiate award winners, but we might have had the offensive and defensive rookies of the year a year later going against each other. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, K-9 has really come on. I, I thought he kind of took him a little while to get going, but that's okay. It happens to a lot of rookies, in fact, most of them, if you get really get down to it. And, and Hutchinson... Who, except for the big thing, was the second game of the season when he had the three and a half sacks. You know, it kind of t- it took him a little longer than than you know people wanted, and sure, longer than he wanted to really kind of get his way. But you can see that he's starting to learn some of the nuances of uh, of, of playing playing that position. There was a play last week. You know that rookie, the Lions started to play his first game last week. Played five snaps, had two sacks, and a uh, fumble recovery. Five snaps. But he got one of those sacks, Steve, uh, Steve Houston. Okay. Uh, you could see that, that Aiden Hutchinson kind of pinned in the the, uh, the quarterback and wouldn't yeah. let him out of the trap, and, and, and Houston came in and got the sack. That's yeah. that's really good football on, on this part of both of those 
both of those young players. But you see little things like that develop with a player. And that just, right. you know, I, I kind of thought about that later, not at the moment as I was watching the game, but I thought about it later, maybe I was driving home or whatever, and thought that was really a cool play, and it was. It really was. The guy who makes the sack isn't always the one who causes the sack. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, sometimes it's the guy who makes the quarterback spin out of the way, and guess what? Yeah. He spins right into, you know, Bubba Baker's arms 22 times in one season. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? Hey, Mike, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great time Sunday, and uh, uh, have fun with the Marvin Jones and Jamal Agnew. Always do. All right, thanks for having me. Okay, Mike O'Hara. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.